Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Christy and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, January 15th. Today we are reading from the big book. We are at page 100, second full paragraph. Today's readers are Robin B., Paula, Marsha, and Eddie. The reference number for Monday, January 14th, is 3672. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to abstain, to recover from compulsive overeating, and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Hoodie to read the 12 steps. Hi, Christy. Good morning. This is Hoodie, Compulsive Overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our, sh- our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. And nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And ten, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Hoodie. I will now ask Lois to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Lois, recovered uh, compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 
three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry the message to, to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Let, lest problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Number seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever nonprofit professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Number 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction, never, never promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the, is, is the um, spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever, main, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Lois. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 100. We're in the second full paragraph, and I will ask Robin B. to begin reading, please. Robin, press star one to unmute. Darn, I thought I had. <laughs> Um, good morning, this is Robin. I'm a compulsive overeater. When working with a man and his family, you should take care not to participate in their quarrels. You may spoil your chance of being helpful if you do. 
but urge upon a man's family that he has been a very sick person and should be treated accordingly. You should warn against arousing resentment or jealousy. You should point out that his defects of character are not going to disappear overnight. Show them that he has entered upon a period of growth. Ask them to remember, when they are impatient, the blessed fact of his sobriety. Well, I don't know that I've ever worked with a man and his family um, in in this kind of situation. We don't get many chances to work with families in OA. Um, but I think that the you know the bottom line that they're talking about here is to not take um, to not take sides in quarrels. We hear a lot about um, our sponsees' quarrels with family members and issues, and. Um, the idea, I, I believe, is to not focus on the actual quarrel, but to focus on the fact that we're in recovery. I'm not a marriage counselor. None of us are marriage counselors. None of us are therapists, psychiatrists. That's not what we bring to the table when we sponsor people. Um, what we bring to the table is the fact that we use the big book um, and the, the steps and our, the power of our higher power to deal with issues um, and there there are going to be a lot of quarrels. There are going to be a lot of family issues that we walk our sponsees through. And um, what we do is we say, uh, let's take out the big book. <laughs> let's see how the big book helps us deal with this. Not he said, she said, he's right, she's wrong. Um, so I think that the real issue for a sponsor is to help a sponsee see that you, you know um we're not pointing fingers and uh it's it's what we're trying to do is what we're doing is we're using the steps to work through the issues that will bring us back to the food if we don't work on them um the other thing i see here is you should point out that his defects of character are not going to disappear overnight show them that he's entered upon a period of growth ask them to remember when they are impatient um, this does not happen overnight. It took, a, for most of us, it took many years to get to the to the um, level of sickness that we are when we come into this program, when we get to our bottom. It takes a lot of um, a lot of disease, a lot of bad decisions, a lot of uh, recrimination and resentment and fear to get to the point where finally a person surrenders. And it's not going to be an overnight job undoing all that. And um, I think it's really important to focus on the fact that as as a sponsee works through these things, to not expect perfection, um, to hope for progress and to aim for progress and um, to let, let, him, let the sponsee and the family know that this is progress, not perfection. And it may take a long time for a family to... Um, to notice a difference in a in a sick person's behavior, um, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Robin. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? This is Kim. Kim, go ahead. Good morning, Christy. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. You should point out that his defects of character are not going to disappear overnight. Show them that he has entered upon a period of growth. And this brings me back to page 83 where it says there is a long period of reconstruction ahead. You know, I so often 
at least for myself in the beginning, I thought, well, yeah, well, these alcoholics, you know, they caused a lot of trouble. You know, I was just, I was just eating. I was only hurting myself. It was my body that was being, being ravaged in my, in my mind. It didn't affect my family. And as we are starting to get that clarity from, from being sober and being abstinent and we're starting to work these steps, we're starting to realize that we stepped on the toes of our fellows. We're starting to realize that we were constantly in collision with those people around us. And it is, just as, as uh, Robin was saying, it is a, a time where we have to heal. You know, and the family is going to be upset. And I thought about it. I made some sick bargains with people. You know, I was either the bull in the china shop knocking everybody over, or I was that doormat that was curled up in the fetal position just hoping to God people would leave me alone. You know, so these bargains that I had with people, I was breaking because now my focus was on recovery. Now my focus was getting that relationship with God. And some people felt neglected because I wasn't catering to their every need. And some people felt like I was being a self-righteous person because I was, I was, you know, not acting in the same way. So, yes, the family is going to have to adjust, and we can help that sponsee navigate that because the focus needs to be recovery. They will never be available to their family in any way, shape, or form if they don't get recovered from this disease. So in order to be available for our families in a new way, in a healthy way, you know, we need to be able to put God first, to put this program first. You know, it also says on page 83 that show us the way of patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. And in order to be able to do that, we have to work our way through these steps. So we're going to help our sponsees understand that, you know what, people are going to get annoyed. People are going to get angry. People are going to get upset. But that our, the purpose of this is that we can be reunited with our families, because first and foremost, we're putting God before everything. And letting the family know, listen, this is a time of growth. This is a period of growth. That this person's defect of characters is not going to disappear with their sobriety because it's not because of sobriety. We have to get abstinent first so we can deal with the greater aspect of our disease. Just putting the food down is not going to be our cure-all, which is a very, very big truth a lot of us have to learn. So this is great information that, that the family needs to know, that the sponsor needs to know, and the sponsor can help guide a sponsor through this process. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? You'll need to press star this one to unmute the phone. Katie, go ahead. Hi, I'm Katie, a compulsive overeater. Um, I'd like to focus on this sentence. You should point out that its defects of character are not going to disappear overnight. Um, we, this is a um, daily reprieve based upon the maintenance of our spiritual condition. We don't just, you know, we can go to a meeting and we can sound all eloquent and, and uh, you know, like we're really getting it together. But then, you know, your husband or your children do the same annoying thing that they've always done, and you snap. Um, you know, and we have to remind people that, you know, this is a process, that the uh, relief from the obsession and the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind, that is instantaneous when we put down our substances, 
our food, our uh, binge food, and we start following um, a program. But that doesn't mean that I suddenly am not going to get annoyed over things that I've always gotten annoyed about. Um, But the difference is I don't have to pick up the food in order to get through that. In those instances, I... um, pick up this literature or I, pick, or I, you know, get on my knees and ask God to help me or I pick up the phone and ask um, another um, recovered sponsor, you know, just other people. That's why we build a network of people that we can reach out to who know us inside and out. You know, I don't call my sister and complain about my husband. I don't call my mother and complain about my husband. I call people in this fellowship who are objective. And that's what I encourage my sponsees to do. I don't, you know, we don't get into gossip and, um, you know, just trying to prove how we're right all the time. I try to see what God is trying to character change in me. And, you know, the difference today is slowly but surely, one day at a time, I don't act, I don't react to everything that happens in life. Am I perfect? No. But um, that's what the newcomer needs to hear. That's what our sponsees need to hear, is that just because I have, you know, over two decades of abstinence doesn't mean that I still get annoyed and that I still have things that are not perfect in my life. If I did, I wouldn't be on this phone meeting every day at 7 a.m. I have lots of other things I could do if I were perfect, but I'm not perfect, and none of us are. And that's the whole point of this program is that we reach up our hands to the one who is helping us and we reach our hand back to the one we're helping. And together we carry this message and we keep recovering. If we just woke up perfect one day, we wouldn't have this program and we wouldn't be here to help each other. And I believe that's God's design that we only get enough um, you know, we work through these character defects one day at a time, but I, they don't, you know, it's, I'm not perfect. That's all, that's all I can say. Thanks. Thank you, Katie. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? It's Monica. And Leah. Monica, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, Christy. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And this paragraph here is definitely giving those of us uh, who are sponsors some a lot of lot of instructions, information here. I take this as um, very important here. They're, they're saying if you're a sponsor here and you're sponsoring somebody, you do not participate in their quarrels. Um, that's not going to be helpful to them. And as a recovered person, when you're working with someone who you know has a lot of uh, problems and dramas and whatnot, it's important to point that out to them that you know re um, reliving resentments uh, hasn't hasn't done anything. But that we have a solution. We have the twelve steps. That there is a way to work. Um, through this, you know, there's a solution. We can't stay in the problem. We got to work the solution. And and yes, that demands person. And remember, you know, love and tolerance is our code. Love and tolerance is our code. Uh, it works for me, and it works for everyone else. And um, 
and we have to keep the focus on recovery. The, the purpose and the focus is on recovery. And like it says here, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. You know, when we've been in years and years and years of these cycles of, of family issues, they are not going to disappear overnight just because somebody has stopped eating or stopped drinking. They're still there. And how do you do that? How do you work with those? And that's where the steps come in. Um, ask them to remember when they are impatient the blessed fact of his sobriety. You know, be grateful for what you have. Be grateful that, think, no, this man is not drinking any longer and, and all the stuff that goes with that. Be grateful for what you can be grateful for and keep trying day by day to change other things and um with that i'm going to pass thank you monica would anyone else like to share on this paragraph this is leah leah go ahead thank you christy good morning everybody my name is leah i'm a recovered compulsive overeater again we're in chapter seven working with others so i'm getting direction from the text as to how to work with those uh prospects of mine it says when working with a man and his family you should take care not to participate in their quarrels so i'm not there to get into uh you know gossip and he said and she said and then she said and then he did this uh, my chief responsibility to the newcomer is an adequate presentation of the program of recovery and the principles that we study so i'm trying to uh help that prospect of mine focus in on his or her own behavior, attitudes, ideas, and emotions. Um, you know, each of us has little control over other people's actions, over our spouse's actions, and considerably less control over their thinking, and little or no control over their emotions. So our only chance, my prospect's only chance to change their spouse's behavior with God's help is to change their own. It's to change their own behavior. Because like in tennis, for instance, if one person, if one person stops hitting the ball back, the other person soon stops playing tennis. So I try to focus them. That's what it's saying here. When working with a man and his family, you should take care not to participate in their quarrels. Don't do that. Don't do that. You may spoil your chance of being helpful if you do. Further on in the paragraph, it says you should point out that his defects of character are not going to disappear overnight. As was stated earlier, this is a long period of reconstruction. This is a process. It's not an overnight sensation. It is not an overnight sensation. Um, but again, you know, when one partner in a relationship changes, the more difficult it is for the other partner to continue their old behavior. So things will unfold as long as this prospect stays trudging on this path. It says show them that he has entered upon a period of growth. The whole thing is about growth. You know, both both alcoholism and recovery are progressive conditions. You know, alcoholism was progressively downward. Recovery is progressively upward. It's the same thing with compulsive overeating. They're both progressive conditions. Obviously, compulsive overeating, we progress downward. Our lives unraveled. Recovery, growth, progressively upward. 
If we continue to trudge, we continue to get better as we know better. So, you know, it's it's obvious here that elimination of drinking is, is but the first step away from a very highly strained, abnormal condition. People have been living for years with an alcoholic. It's almost sure to uh, create <laughs> neurosis in a wife or family members. The, the whole family is ill to some extent. But what do I as a sponsor, how can I contribute? How can I help? Well, my job would be to get that prospect's face <laughs> into these pages and begin implementing these steps. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? Hi, this is Gwen. Gwen, go ahead. Thank you very much, everybody. I have been listening to the meetings for, I don't know, not quite 50 days now. But I just want to say that... Um, First of all, thank you everyone for your participation and service. I listen I listen so well and I am one of those people right now. Someone said to me, Is your relationship changing because you are in recovery for the first time in your life? And I answer that yes, my relationship is changing. I spoke with someone from the program who talked about the need for me to do the steps, and now I've progressed to have a sponsor I'm going to be starting. And I, I know something about the program because I've known of it and been in and out of it for 40 years. And the thing that I am aware of is that if I do an inventory of myself, I realize that I'm not rigorously honest in relationships. I people please, I accommodate, and then I get resentful. And being in the re program and having to really focus, is it tells me that my relationship right now is not working for me, that it does change everything. And I'm, it's like you can't, you can't have sanity if you don't examine your relationships, and everything changes. And I don't know if this is for the good or for the bad or whatever. It just is what is happening as I try try for the first time in my life not just to diet but to recover through this great, great program. So uh, this is Gwen. My telephone number is 646-344-9777. I'm on the list, Gwen, in New York. If anybody has any experiences that they, you know, can talk to me about, I would greatly appreciate it. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Gwen. I'm Christy, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I have had the experience, you know, um, through the grace of this program of getting a, a huge thank you from a sponsee's husband. You know, thank you so much. Thank you so much for helping my wife in recovery and for saving our marriage. Thank you so much for that. And, um, you know, I was able to say, you know, I'm very glad that things are working out well for you and it has nothing to do with me. You know, it has nothing to do with me. All I have to give a sponsee is my experience, strength, and hope. And, you know, it's my experience, strength, and hope in following the tenets of the big book. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not, as Robin said, uh, I'm not a marriage counselor. You know, my experience in recovery is that the relationship I had been in for 13 years, I had done a lot of damage in 11 of those. 
by the time I got into recovery. And, you know, my relationship ended. You know, my relationship ended. And um, when I got into recovery, what I knew is that I needed to save my life. I, was, I did not come in to save my relationship. I came into recovery to save my life. And I didn't care whether it meant that my relationship ended, which is not what I wanted. I didn't care whether I never got a job again. You know, I was unemployed when I came in. I didn't care what I had to do. I needed to save my life, and that was first and foremost. And um, that has happened for me. I, my life has been saved, and my life has been transformed. You know, my relationship wasn't saved. And, um, you know, it's, you know, I also, you know, what I can offer is the experience of navigating through the end of a relationship. You know, I can, I can give you that experience. I can give you that experience. I, I can't tell you how to save your relationship. You know, I can tell you how to live the principles of the big book. That's, that's what I've got because that's what I do and that's what works for me. And, um, you know, it's none of my business and it's not my concern whether your relationship um, works or it doesn't. You know, all I've got to give you is what I do in recovery in my daily life. And, um, you know, I, I wish I could get out a crystal ball and tell you whether things were going to work out or not, but that's not what people gave me. They just reminded me that I had no idea what my higher power had in store for me that you know, my relationship may or may not work out, but that what I needed to do is just walk this path every day. You know, one day at a time I needed to walk this path. And, um, and that's what I did, and that's what I do. That's what I continue to do. You know, I was able to let go of that particular relationship with love. I was able to let go of that relationship with love and without resentment. And, you know, my side of the street was nice and tidy. And it took work. It took work. And I'm so grateful to have been able to, um, you know, walk through that with grace, to walk through that with grace, and that's what I can offer. And um, with that, I will pass. Is there anyone else who would like to share on this paragraph before we move on? This is Helena. May I share? Sure, Helena. Go ahead. Hi, good morning. When working with a man and his family, you should take care not to participate in their quarrels. This is wonderful advice. I know from experience how in this culture, and I just have this tendency, I don't want to offend my friend, so my friend is complaining and complaining and complaining about my relationship with someone and what he did, what she did. No, the big book is focusing on us. Instead of on this now, instead of, oh, let me support you, no matter what I really think. The directions are so clear. We follow the steps. These apply to us and to people that we are sponsoring. Do not participate in their quarrels. Do not let them go on and on. Um, Urge upon a man's family that he has been a very sick person. What a reminder. I, too, have been a very sick person, and I can go back into that sickness very quickly if I do not follow these steps. And the sickness starts in selfishness and self-centeredness. When we recover, according to the AA introduction to the second edition, we should have a much better chance of staying in our family, of recovering in the domestic situation instead of the other way around. Pass. Thank you, Helena. Let's move on to the next paragraph. Paula, would you please read? Hi, this is Verna in Massachusetts. 
Verna, um, did you want to share on this paragraph? Yeah, I'd like to. Thank you. Okay, Thank sure. You. Go ahead. And then Paula will have you go in and read. <clears throat> I just really appreciate uh, this paragraph in general. It reminds me of uh, what I know of the AA background <clears throat> that you know all the families and the suffering uh, drinking uh, alcoholic folks would all get together in the beginning and the families would separate out and the men would meet or the drinkers would meet in one room and then the families would meet in another and then that's how the whole thing evolved for Al-Anon eventually was that the wives and the families and the spouses all started to work the 12 steps as well. So they all intermingled at that time, and it doesn't happen that way so much these days. But um, I just love the fact of, you know, it says don't get involved, don't get sucked into the problems, but, you know, focus on the solution basically is what it's saying because we can spoil our chance if we get sucked into the muck and the mire of the drama and all the, you know, saga and everything else that's going on, Is even though it might be very valid, but to help them navigate, learn how to navigate those waters. And, um, and if we do have contact with the person's family, you know, to help them to understand. And one thing that's really helped me in regards to that, and I've um, suggested it to several folks, is the OA pamphlet uh, to the family afterwards um, or to the family of the compulsive overeater is very well written. And, uh, you know, I've suggested that many times people give that out to their family or leave it around and uh, and point out that... Um, <clears throat> Uh, that the defects of character are not going to disappear overnight, that this is a gentle, gradual program. I've heard it said that, you know, God, the higher power, is a gentle leader, and whereas the disease is like a taskmaster and a slave driver, and, you know, it's kind of that impulse that we have to, like, beat ourselves to the pulp, and we've got to get it right now, and we have to be perfect yesterday, and, you know, we've got to get this under control now, and, you know, we've got to be all better now, and... You know, it's just there's so much in the mentality of the compulsive overeating food addicted person that, you know, sort of drives us. It's like we're driven. At least I was. And I was very driven. And I was like the Energizer bunny and the, you know, chicken with the head cut off, you know, just sort of whizzing all around. And just to be reminded over and over, week after week after week, that just, you know, just keep coming, just keep coming, keep walking the walk, and more shall will be disclosed, like it says on page 164 in the big book. And and um, <clears throat> and <clears throat> not to be arousing resentment and jealousy, like for the family members not to do that. But, you know, we really don't have the ability or the inroad to do that. So what we can do as sponsors and as recovering members is just to encourage one another to keep our focus on what we need to keep our focus on, like the basics and the working of these steps and the traditions and the tools and the disciplines and, uh, you know, the the plan, the food plan, whatever we might have, and just keep our focus on the basics and kind of like let world sort of twirl and whirl around us and just kind of maintain our own stability through this. Um, And that we have entered into a period of growth, and thank God for that, because without a higher power, without a program of recovery, I'm not sure that many people have the opportunity or even the concept of growth. I certainly didn't. Um, And just, you know, when we're impatient, just to remember the fact that I've heard it said many times in meetings, you know, the worst day abstinent is better than the best, you know, than the uh, best day eating. And I just love that because I know for me, when I got back on track with my abstinence over eight years ago, that it was just very critical that I be healthy and clear and in mind and body 
for me because of life circumstances that were about to happen and that I didn't want anything to get in the way of altering or warping my perceptions or my ability to cope and, you know, uh, maneuver and work with the uh, circumstances that were um, looming, you know, in the near future. Um, So I'm just so very grateful, just so very grateful that I just remember the fact, the blessed fact of my abstinence and sobriety. And I do have AA sober time, 26 years, and I do have uh, freedom from cigarettes for 24 years now. And, um, you know, OA abstinence for most of the last 24 years, but over eight years of back-to-back now. And I'm just so grateful for the ability to understand that it's a gradual, gentle process, but it's a process that moves forward little by little. And I'm grateful for that. Thanks. I pass. Thank you, Verna. Paula, will you go ahead and read, please? This is Paula, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. If you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems, tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished. In this way, you can set them on the right track without becoming critical of them. The story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. Well, they're very explicit here. There's no doubt here, is there? Well, gee, I wonder what I should do. Well, let me tell you, they're clearly telling you what you shouldn't do and what you should do if you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems. Tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished. Easy enough. What happened? And usually we, we, we had sobriety. We worked the steps. We lived the steps. We lived the promises. What used to baffle us no longer baffled us. We went to God with that intuitive thought, asking him for always and this is clear here. It, it's the answers are in the big book, and that's so. That's where we should go, not within our own head. I love what was said. We're not counselors here. I know so little, but what little I have, I will bring. But then it says, in this way, you can set them on the right track. I'm a loving this. To know you're on the wrong track, honey. <laughs> I can tell you where this is going to go because I've done it. I've done it. I've tried that track. And then it says, without becoming critical of them. This is essential. If you bring that in, I'll tell you, you'll bring yourself out. That isn't where it's at. And then it says, the story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. It can be your wife. It can be your child. It can be uh, uh, someone in the family. It doesn't matter. You can put whatever you want there. Settled. That's the word. To have it unsettled, to have that going on all the time, that constant, no, settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. Say it as it is. Don't fancy it up. Don't fancy it up. This is the way it is. This is the way it was. That's all you share. Very little. For as always, the answer is within themselves, and the answers are in the big book. Thank you for Allowing me to share, and with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? Hi, my name is Alina. I'm a compulsive Hello, overeater. Hello, this is Miriam from Israel. Um, Alina, Alina, go ahead, and then Miriam. Hi, thank you. Um, my name is Alina. I'm a compulsive eater. I'm grateful to be here, and um, uh, I'm new to this meeting. So um, I just I wanted to share, you know, I'm... Um, Coming back 
the program from a relapse back in for um, about seven months, and um, grateful to be abstinent today. And um, you know, I'm I'm working with a sponsor. I'm so grateful for her because she does not put up with my BS. You know, and I think for a long time in program, I was not looking for a sponsor who could take me through the steps or tell me what to do. Like I was always trying to work the program my way. And, you know, I wanted a sponsor who could be um, a counselor or a life coach or like kind of just like hold my hand through life, you know, and in a way act as like a higher power. And, you know, the sponsor I'm working with right now, she has made it very, very clear that she is none of those and she's not willing to be any of those. And, you know, she actually let me go a couple, like uh, six weeks ago because I wasn't working the program the way that, that she suggested and, um, you know, she did me a huge favor by doing that because, you know, I wouldn't have gotten to a place where I was willing to do the work and, you know, not be asking for someone who was going to kind of like just um, uh, hold my hand in life. Like my higher power doesn't want me to do that. I'm just realizing that my higher power wants me to grow up and, you know, be a woman. And, um, you know, I just, I'm, to be honest, like, you know, I feel a lot of feelings every day. Like, I'm I'm terrified. You know, I woke up this morning really scared. I'm scared, you know. But I know that um, I need to just keep doing the work and doing, you know, the, every, the things that she suggests. And I'm just so grateful, you know, that she is not, I mean, just from the other side of this, I'm so grateful she's not you know, acting as, you know, the life coach that they you know, it's just exactly what I need and I'm so thankful, you know, and um, I just wanted to put that out there because I know that, you know, um, a lot of people come to this program with different ideas and expectations and it's nice that, you know, it's pretty much laid out right here and just very thankful. So I'll pass. Thank you, Alina. Miriam, go ahead. Uh, hi, my name is Miriam. I'm a recovered um, compulsive overeater, and I'm a new sponsor, and I'm guided a lot, many times from my uh, sponsor, but I want to share about a mistake I did and how I, by the grace of God, it was corrected in this issue from what we read. One of my sponsees, her husband called in and said that, my sponsor is beating up the children, and I was very terrified from that. And I said to him, it is a process, and I try to relax him, but I, my, and, and the, the discussion was stopped, and I didn't say a word for my sponsee, but in my heart I felt like um, maybe we are not doing enough, maybe we are not quick enough, and when she called, I told her that I think we have to do the, the work more more rapidly, and I was under this pressure. And then she called back to me and she said, I don't want this program anymore. I don't want, I don't want anything from this program. And so I said to her, I apologized, and I told her the whole story, what happened to me with what her husband said. I apologized, and I asked her to give it another chance. And she decided to give it another chance, and she's working wonderful. And we are again in other terms, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot from the mistake, and it's exactly what the big book says. 
just what everybody said, you can only help the family to relax and to understand this is a process, and I have my loyalty only to my sponsor and not to anybody else. And thank you very much, And this is, but now I pass. Thank you, Miriam. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? This is Robin. Robin, go ahead. (laughs) This is Robin. I'm a compulsive overeater. If you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems, tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished. This is why this program works, because we, um, as sponsors, we've already been there. We we know what it's like. I mean, when I think about about all the different counselors and priests and doctors that I talk to about my problems, you know, they would tell me from a very objective place how to deal with this, and it didn't work for me. You know, I could not pick up what they were saying because these people hadn't been through what I'd been through, and if this problem has been solved in me, then when I talk to a sponsee about it, there's no arguing with that. Um, there's a trust that happens as we tell our experiences to our sponsees. We come from a place of been there, done that, and this is what I did to uh, recover or this is what I did to interpret the big book to help me with my problems. This is what I did to patch together my family. This is what I did to um, turn it all over to my higher power. We don't get that from any place else. It's it's us, it's each other. We have a, a, a gift that we can share with each other, this ability to use a higher power to deal with our family issues. And in this way, we can set them on the right track without becoming critical of them. How can I be critical of them when I've done it? Been there, done that. And that takes away any kind of judgment at all. I can understand exactly where you've been. And... Um, our, our situations might be a little bit different. In fact, sometimes I need to say to a sponsee, it would be a good idea for you to find somebody else in your network that's been through what you're going through because I have no experience with that. But I can tell you how I use the big book, um, how I use my program, and how I use my network to get to the bottom of a situation and, and find the help that I need. The one thing that I've discovered um, in this program is that when I have a problem, it suits me to immediately find help for it. That's the, one of the huge things that this program has done for me. It's taught me how to go out and ask for the help that I need. And um, if a sponsor can't help a sponsee with that because they don't have the experience, they can maybe guide them to somebody else who might be able to. But it speaks volumes that I've been there and done that and uh, in other situations, and use this program to work through it. So it's all about passing on what I have done, not what I'm looking at through any kind of um, theoretical point of view, but this is something that's worked for me, and this is how I can pass it on. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Robin. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? This is Leah. This is Leah, go ahead, and then Janice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems, tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished. Again, we're in Chapter 7 working with others. This is instruction for uh, 
sponsors, for those who have recovered and are now guiding uh, new prospects. And we have a responsibility here. It says if you've been successful in solving your own domestic problems, tell tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished. That's where those of us that are recovered, that's where our experience, strength, and hope comes in. Because we are living proof that this program of recovery, the steps that are outlined on these pages, and God um, has uh, rearranged, reordered our lives. You know, we're like a big show-and-tell operation. The big book teaches me to utilize my dark past. The big book teaches me that I need to cling to the thought that in God's hands, this dark past of mine, including the deterioration of a beautiful marriage due to the disease of compulsive overeating, that dark past of mine is the greatest possession I have because with it, it is a key to life and happiness for others. Because I can tell you, I no longer live that way. I no longer feel and act the way in my marriage, the way I used to feel and act. I no longer live that way. I no longer live that way. My marriage has been uh, transformed. Now, how is that possible? Is it because my husband changed? No, my husband did not change. You know, external conditions were never a remedy for an internal condition called compulsive overeating. The greater aspect of my disease reside between my two ears. I had a rough time living. I didn't have a rough time compulsively overeating. I had a rough time living. The program of recovery, the steps that we implement, put me back together the way God intended me to be the way God intended me to be. So because of this program, as my thinking became better, my actions became better. And as my actions became better, my life became better. And the lives of people around me became better. And I truly believe that I have a better life today than I could ever have had had I never had the illness. Why is that? Well, because today I am forced through self-preservation to live and to lay down these principles in every facet of my life. So isn't it amazing that even though I had a fatal disease, that it was possible to come out of it in better shape than I when I first realized I had it. And what makes that possible is the spiritual awakening which is the aim, the goal, the objective of this whole program of recovery. So what's our responsibility? To tell, to share from personal experience. This is not about some uh, theatrical, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) gymnastics up here in order to amuse you or entertain you at 7 a.m. This is about what God can do when we submit ourselves to him, when we cooperate with his grace. 
So to those of us that are recovered say, you know what? Bring us your pain. Bring us your loss. Bring us your marital deterioration. Bring us your failures. Bring us your, your pain, your guilt, and we will give you something through this program of recovery that's more than that's worth. And it's more than just the simple elimination of your binge foods. This is wholeness. This is soundness. This is a reordered life. This is a renewed life. This is a beautiful marriage and family life. That's why AA grew by leaps and bounds. Two primary reasons. Number one, people got recovered and stayed recovered. Number two, their families were reunited. We're talking about a new life, a new happiness. That's what we have for you. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah. Janice, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, Christy. Good morning, Vision, for you. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Yes, don't you just love all the recovered voices that we get to hear on this line? And I'll tell you, the reason why we hear those recovered voices is that they have recovered, is that they have recovered using these 12 steps. And in this chapter, we're looking at, we're looking at how we carry the message. And how we carry the message, we do it by example. Whether we know it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we intend to or not, we're leading by example. And if my marriage has recovered, if my relationships have recovered, if I am a better daughter, a better wife, a better friend, a better sister, and those around me see that, then they're going to want what I have. You know, this is attraction, not promotion. But people who see the recovery, they're going to want to know how did that happen. And we're going to open our mouths and we're going to tell them how it happened. You know, I looked for a long time for other people in recovery, and I know they were quietly abstinent. I know many of them were quietly abstinent, quietly working the 12 steps. But I needed them to be vocal. I needed them to tell me and to show me and to lead by example. And that's what we get here in each other. In each other. We get an opportunity to see this program in action and then share how we were transformed. Because it is a great blessing to experience it ourselves, but an even greater blessing to pass it on. Because it ensures that I will get to stay in this place of recovery, where I know that the real answer to everything is always love. And that's what I've been shown, and that's what I've been taught, and that's what I can bring forward. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. Would anyone else like to share before we close the meeting? This is Helena. May I share? Sure, Helena. Go ahead. Um, It looks to me that we are talking about not only the newcomer, the person who has started working the steps, the person who has put down his addiction, her addiction, but the family. And the family understands, anyone who lived with us understands that just putting down the food did not cure us, did not heal us, did not heal relationships. The family understands that there is more to it than just a dry drunk just being abstinent, just being sober. We must recover, and recovery means working the steps where food is only mentioned in the very beginning on step one. So I'm just 
passing that on to see that for us too, anyone who has lived with us will understand, you know, it, what, what does it say? 10 or 20 years of drunkenness would make a skeptic out of anyone. Just remind the family when they are impatient. This person is only beginning. And remind this newcomer too, you are only beginning. We have entered the world of the spirit. Even when we get to step 10, it says we have only entered the world of the spirit. We've just begun. There is going to be a lot of work ahead. There will be action and more action and demonstration of these spiritual principles for the rest of your life. Pass. Thank you, Helena. And thank you to everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Marcia, will you please read that for us? Certainly. Our book is meant to be suggested only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something that you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.